Talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers There's always so much to discuss Let's jump right in It's LA Clips Forum LA Clippers. It's LA Clips Forum With Jesse and Brian How's it going Clipper Nation? This is the LA Clips Forum My name's Brian Andrew I'm here with my co-host Jesse Sandoval, what's up guys? How you doing Jesse? I'm doing pretty good, how are you doing? I'm doing all right. You know, just living life. I have one more week of work before I get off for uh, winter break. So I'm just surviving the season. Nice. Any plans for the holidays? Just uh, seeing family. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't know. I don't have anything specific. Yeah, that sounds boring. Like I, I always have this. I always have like, it'll be like September or something. I'll be like, oh, when I'm off during this time, I want to do this. But when it gets closer, I'm like, I'm just, I just want to do the holidays and then just chill for the rest of the time. You know, like I'm going to watch a bunch of Clipper back-to-backs and that, that, that's what I have planned. <laughs> I, always hate, uh, I always hate making plans for holidays, like, or not making plans. I always tell myself, oh, okay, I'm going to do this for like summer. And then when it gets down to like planning, I just like, oh, I'm done. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, I'd rather. Uh, well, what's going on in Clippers land is they went three and zero this week. That, I, I feel like with some of the injuries and stuff like that it, that kind of got overshadowed like we went on a winning streak this week um we played two canoe games basically uh we had a hard fought game against the trailblazers last monday when they didn't have lillard or McCollum, but it is what it is uh, and we got through it paul george now has a right elbow sprain batum twisted his ankle against the celtics um and we have a very diff i would say difficult schedule like yeah we do play the thunder at the end of this next coming week but we play the the um, suns and then we play the jazz so those are games that we would like to have paul george for but uh, as of this recording i have no idea if he's gonna play uh but let's focus on uh, the positives let's focus on this last week we had we had some guys step up how'd you feel about this last week of basketball it was exciting. Um, I mean, besides the Blazers game, I think the Blazer game was really irritating. Um, I just felt like it was a sloppy game, but uh, Brandon Boston's game against the Celtics was really exciting. Yeah. Uh, like, he... <sighs> it's, kind of, it's kind of funny, because I think we discussed this earlier. I kind of wish I had Brandon Boston's confidence in Terrence, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, that guy does not hesitate. Like, he'll... If he sees an opening and he wants to take it, he'll take it. He doesn't hesitate. He doesn't. He doesn't care about the repercussions of it, and I'm okay with that. Um, aside from that, Justin Winslow, Justice Winslow, Justice Winslow mm-hmm. <laughs> had a great game against the Magic, um, which I felt like he really needed. Right. Um, Terrence Mann also had a couple of good games too, I, which I felt like he needed confidence booster too, and he kind of saw in the Magic game where he was hitting threes, man. Yeah, I feel like all our role players this week had moments to to showcase what they could bring to this team. And I think it's extremely important, especially for players at the bottom end of the rotation, like you, meant, you mentioned. Like, technically, like, I don't know if this is going to be the case going forward, but as of last week, Brandon Boston was not in the rotation. Mm-hmm. And now he kind of was put into the rotation and he played very well. Justice Winslow was kind of taken out of the rotation and it was like, oh, okay. And then he played against the magic and he made an impact. You know, he was running the floor. He was um, basically playing point forward at times in transition. He made some stops on defense. He, he, he confidently shot the ball. It was really good to see. And this, this brings me back to last year when it, when the Clippers had the next man up mentality and you just always have to be ready. And I always felt like that was individual based. Like last year, it made it sound like it was like a culture in the Clippers locker room. But I was like, can you carry that year after year? You know, I was like, some individuals might just not have that. I'm ready to step up whenever mentality. But it seems like Justice Winslow has this year. And a lot of people are looking at his contract. And a lot of people have that contract watching. And we'll get into Luke Kennard where people are like, oh, he didn't deserve his contract. And now everyone's saying he's not making enough. Um. Justice Winslow, yeah, he made a little bit more than people expected in the offseason. But I, I'm okay with it. 
he's doing the little things that we need. And if we ever need, it, it makes me feel more confident in the future if we need Justice Winslow to step up for somebody else. Yeah, I think when we first covered it in the first, uh, I don't know if it was the first episode, but when we went over Justice Winslow's, when we got Justin, Justice Winslow, geez, that name is so difficult for me to pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to say Winslow. Um, when we got Winslow, you know, it was just a risk high reward, I felt. You know, I don't think his, his contract's too ridiculous. I don't think we expected him to be, you know, offensive weapon. I think my perspective was that he was going to come and just be solid on defense. Yeah, that, that's that's what I felt too. Like I, I, I honestly, I think I even mentioned on this podcast at one point where I said he's just basically to fill in until we get Kawhi. Now, obviously, that's not happening either. But he was just kind of someone I thought we were going to plug into our rotation. And then once we, once we got Kawhi back, it was just like, all right, well, sorry, we don't have any playing, we don't have minutes for you, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't think he was going to be so good that we would have had to force minutes for him once Kawhi came back, right? It was one of those situations where it was like, yeah, you played fine, now Kawhi's back, you know? So, yeah, I'm content. Yeah, it was good to see him. Uh, sometimes you just need that good game, you know? You just need a, <laughs> a game where uh, everything's going right for you. I mean, there was a couple shots where he took, uh, people were complaining about it, but if it's an open three, it's an open three. I don't, I don't knock you for taking an open three. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't either. But, uh, you know, earlier we discussed Terrence Mann. I know a lot of people were, including myself, uh, were kind of upset with the regression of Terrence Mann. But you made a really good point earlier before the podcast. If you want. Oh, you want, you want me to? Oh, my bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I you were going to say The guy was getting DMPs at this point last year. Like, he might have played there and there, but. Like this is a like a lot of the players on our roster, and this is we'll just get into this narrative that I have, which is context. Like looking at the context of this current Clippers team with probably the expectations. Like we went to our first Western Conference Finals of all time as a franchise, and so now we have expectations, even with or without Kawhi. And I feel like we had to sometimes look at the context of things, and players like Terrence Mann he barely even played like last year, like he played there and there and he played spot minutes, but he was not a primary part of our rotation this year, him, Luke Kennard. Well, these are two people that got DMPs for the, the majority of last year. And now they are basically the first players off our bench this season. And they're playing a lot more minutes. We have a lot of expectations for these players. And I feel like Luke Kennard's, fully lived up to his expectations or yeah. probably surpassed them. But Terrence, man, a lot of people I think had, you know, looking at that jazz game last year, everyone's like, Oh, this is who he is. And I'm like, no, I, what he's doing is like, you know, crashing the boards, having double doubles every once in a while doing the, he, to me, he was always more of a hustle player. And sometimes hustle stats don't show up on the box score. And I, I just, I think like, we just, like I said, the, the my quote of this podcast broken record just be patient mm. <laughs> you know and I feel like he's doing his job very well but like I think in the context of things a lot of these players that were having play minutes were DMPs last year or they were DMPs for other teams like for example Justice Winslow he was injured and he was not playing last season mm. and now everyone's like well Justice Winslow he's a waste Eric Bledsoe who was on a mismanaged team last year and was not put in the right position. Like for, for example, his best skills to be a ball handler yet they had Lonzo ball being the ball handler in New Orleans last year. So mm-hmm. you had Eric Bledsoe playing off the ball a lot last year. Yeah. So a lot of these players that we have this season were in situations last year where either a they weren't playing or they were not put in the best position that they can be and then now we're trying to make them fit into our situation this year Mm -hmm. and so yeah and like for example for the first half of last season we had lou williams we eventually got a rajon rondo we had patrick beverly keep in mind reggie jackson was our second string point guard technically even though patrick beverly missed so many games that he was starting reggie jackson's playing a lot more minutes this year Mm-hmm. And the guy needs it. Like me and you talk about this weekly. The guy needs a game off. 
yeah. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, he looks exhausted. He looks like, you know, some of the shots he's taking, he's doing it because he doesn't want to take it to the hole, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so he just said, you see those shots, like, like me against the magic, you know, like he was completely missing the rim, hitting the front of the rim. But mm-hmm. when you need him the most, he just comes through. Fucking... It, and, and when he does go to the hole, I feel sometimes he's trying to make something out of something that was clearly nothing right when he put the ball on the ground. Like, it was just like, yeah, you're not going to get anything out of this, but he's still doing it. And I think that's also – you see that from Paul George a little bit too, is mm-hmm. you're so tired that, yeah, you're going to take it to the basket because technically a layup is an easier shot to make. But when you get to the hole, you're not strategically or creatively or aggressively – trying to get the ball in the basket you're just kind of trying to get there either a hoping people are going to move out of the way and if people do get in your way you're hoping to get a foul call and if you don't get the foul call you're just throwing up a bad layup or bad shot mm-hmm. and you could tell that's a tired leg thing like yeah the shots are heavy they're coming up short and then the next time or next time around you're like oh i need to shoot it a little stronger and then it's in the back of the rim like there's just no rhythm shooting the shot and you could just tell yeah it's like a lot of people are like oh paul george needs a rest and all these players need a rest and stuff like that like reggie jackson's played in every game this year yeah and he he needs a rest like and it, you're you're constantly talking to me about reggie <laughs> yeah no um i absolutely agree with you do you think once uh once paul george comes back reggie's gonna sit out for a game or do you think it's gonna come sooner it's weird because we're in this we're in this part of the season where this is probably the most rest we're going to get as a team. And Reggie looked a little better against the magic. He kind of like, he had like an air ball. Sometimes he'd, he'd dribble himself into situations that were bad. Um, But he had two days off in between games. We're going to get some more two day rests coming up. The holidays will be a little better. And then after basically the day after Christmas is when the schedule starts getting really bad again. And so I I could see us, I could see them giving Reggie a day off, but it's got to happen when we basically have our full team there. Yeah. I think once we get at least Batum back, but it's like, it's one of those things like if Paul George is going to miss more time with his right elbow sprain, I don't see them sitting Reggie, but in my opinion, he he's playing just as many minutes as Paul George probably is. Um, probably not exactly the same. I know that's, and I'm not looking at the stats. Maybe I'm way off, <laughs> but I'm, <laughs> I, I'm assuming it feels he, like it. It that's feels it, like it. Yeah. Yeah. It, and you can just tell. Even I'm not. I'm not going to talk on his endurance because I feel like he he tries really hard and gives everything he's got out there. I'm going. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be real about it. But he maybe 35 minutes is the same as 40 minutes for Paul George. You know, like he, keep in mind, this is a guy who we brought in a year ago who was supposed to be no more than a 20 to 25 minute guy. And then the playoffs, he stepped up and we decided to trade two of our point guards. We brought in another one with Eric Bledsoe and Jason Preston, which I don't know if he was even supposed to get minutes in the rotation at all but all of a sudden we were basically like hey reggie you're now going to be a 35 to 40 minute player that's that's just who you and i think and he there's games where he looks really good and then there's games where he looks extremely tired Mm -hmm. he's he looks gassed and you've noticed it more than i have yeah no i agree and i i think that's why it's so beneficial to see these guys stepping up marcus morris brendan boston to kind of alleviate the pressure off Reggie Jackson, you know? Right. Um, and speaking of Marcus Morris, man, I feel like every time he, sh- he hits a three, he just mumbles underneath his breath saying, F*** you, Brian. <laughs> That's for you. <laughs> I, I, I feel I have, a men- I have a mentality in life is I never want to be proven right. <laughs> so I am so happy that he's playing well. And he actually looks good, too. It's not just yeah. – it's been about three weeks since he's been back, roughly, like probably two and a half, maybe. But three weeks of, you know, him getting back into playing normal basketball. 
And yeah, he looks good. He's hustling. He's his defense doesn't look too bad. You know, yeah. I was more worried about that than anything. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm glad. I'm glad Morris is playing well. I I just want to see Batum get on the court. It's just sad that he had the health and safety protocols, and then all of a sudden he sprains an ankle. Uh, and he played through it, but mm-hmm. he missed the Magic game, which, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I want to throw something out there to you. Okay. A lot of people are like, "Well, we should have beaten the Magic by a lot more," or some of these. If we didn't have Paul George and Nick Batum from the beginning of the season, we would probably have a similar record as some of these teams right outside the play-in or even the Magic. I'm just being real about it. As much as I think these are all good basketball players on our team, Mm -hmm. our record would be a lot worse than it is if we didn't have these players. So the fact that the Magic game was a two-point game, it makes a lot of sense to me. I'm just throwing it out there. No, yes, I agree. Um, (laughs) You're out Nicholas Batum. You're out Paul George, two of your best players. Um, And people think that the Magic are just like a crappy team. That's not true, you know, like – yeah, they you have, have some lot. pretty capable players in there. Um, they have the Clippers killer and Terrence, uh, Terrence Ross, too. Terrence like. Ross, exactly. Um, I just don't know what how much you expect from a team that doesn't have your star player, you know, like right. And like, so I have a feeling, okay, if Paul George does not play against the Suns this week, I think a lot of people are going to watch that game and get really frustrated with the team. Mm-hmm. But like the Suns are the best team in the West right now. I believe they have even a better record than the Warriors. I could be wrong. I believe that's the case. So, I uh, we're gonna we're gonna have it. You don't have Paul George. Insert South Park uh, skiing meme. You're, you're gonna have a tough time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I expect them to play hard, but. If we don't walk away with a win with a win against the Phoenix Suns and the Jazz without Paul George, yeah, it's kind of like okay, you know. But that's why we went three and zero this week, so we could take two L's and then hopefully we play yeah. the Thunder. Everyone's healthy and we could get a win there. Yeah, uh, but I'm, we'll see. I, I think people just need to realize how good Paul George is and how much defense focus on Paul George. You know, mm-hmm, right? Like the gravitation that he has on him, you know, kind of helps. Like you saw against the Laker game, right? He's getting double team open letting people get open right. so lower your expectations understand that when you got your best player is not there even if we have a lead at one point doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. you know right and honestly i think it's just, just a lot of tinkering for Ty Lu. you know he's trying to figure out what works best we, we saw the tinker where we've um saw luke canard in the starting lineup right it was against the it was against, was against the, Blaz- the blazers yeah it's against the blazers and he started again against the magic yeah so which I love to see. Um, yeah, more spacing. No, absolutely. It kind of felt like it was a traditional lineup on, you know, like you had a proper shooting guard who can actually space <laughs> <Right>. the floor. <laughs> like, yeah, there, there's some, there's sometimes I'm looking at the lineups and it's like either we're playing like four point guard, like four, like and everyone's saying like Luke Canard's technically not a point guard, but we'll put, we'll put a lineup out there where it's like four guards in a center or we'll put like five wings out there and just like, hey, just, <laughs> just everyone. And like, we all play the same position. Like, <laughs> um but you want you wanted to get into uh ibaka not ibaka not playing he's getting some dmps and you're curious if it's an injury thing or if he's just kind of maybe hardenstein's kicked him out of the rotation what are your thoughts Uh, i'm hoping it's injury um no, no, I shouldn't say that. Let me take that back. <laughs> Cut that out. I, no, I, 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 get, I, get, I get what you're trying to say. You, 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 a player at his caliber, you're hoping that it's not something where it's just like you're not playing good basketball and I want to take you out. You're, you're, exactly. you're, you're hoping it's not that, you know? I mean, we went on him. We went in on him last episode about his lack of defense. I mean, when he's at the rim, he plays really well. But, man, when he gets – when he's spaced out, when he has to – play like uh the four <laughs> you know yeah. like it's a little, it's so lackluster uh, and it's a little concerning so i f- i'm hoping that something's nagging him and that this dmp these, these these dmps that he's experiencing right now are sufficient for him maybe we're, i'm hoping we see him against the suns and he plays really well against 
Um, I'm blanking out on his name right now. What's his name? DeAndre Aiden. He might not play. Oh, really? So, I don't know what the injury report is as as of this. And plus, keep in mind, there's another 24 hours or so before the game starts. So, I don't Mm -hmm. know what the what could change. But DeAndre Aiden and Devin Booker, as of right now, I believe are hurt. So, Mm -hmm. or at least on the injury report. Oh, well, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> no one saw that but I don't know with how Isaiah Isaiah Hardenstein is playing do you really I mean what are your thoughts do you want him on in the rotation if, if, if I'm making emotional decisions I'm saying Hardenstein over Ibaka all the way through like hmm. it's Hardenstein's playing extremely well. Yeah, sometimes I'll be I'll, I'll watch him play and I'll be like, you didn't have to foul that guy. <laughs> <laughs> like just uh, you didn't have to put your hand down. Like okay, so for example, the the Wagner thing, right? I agree. Um, yeah. when I watched that, although it was a flop and everyone knows it was a flop, he put like he does kind of like move his arm down, and I think if he just kept it still. It would have been like, oh, that's clearly a flop. But then at that point, the refs had to do it, make a decision. So he it was, was like, stretching. He was stretching. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> um, I, back I, I, I think Harnstein just is doing a little bit more. And I think Ibaka still needs to kind of fit in a little bit yeah. better. Or, maybe we're just at that point where it's like, you know, Ibaka, you're the third center. I don't think that's a good case. I do yeah. think. Or it I, can be matchup, you know, matchup. It could be, know? it could be, but you would think in a, in when we have two games without Paul George and we're kind of throwing a canoe lineup out there, you would think Ibaka would, especially a veteran presence would have some playing time especially when you have Hartenstein picking up four fouls before the fourth quarter or something like that yeah you would think they'd be oh just throw you back out there and see what happens that's a good point I didn't really think about that so maybe it is something injury related but or it could just be Tyloo being like this is the best team out there and Ibaka is just either going to slow it down or these there's something in his game that he's just not feeling at this point I, I have no idea yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll find out in the next week or so, but I hope I hope he's healthy and I hope but I also hope that it's he's just not he didn't play himself out of the rotation either. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, So we were I would say the main event of mm-hmm. this is Brandon Boston Jr. Okay. The main event of this podcast. Uh, Just to throw some things out there. We went three and this week. We went two and zero in canoe games, and we are three and zero of as of the season in our city edition uniform. So I just want to throw, <laughs> that, throw that out there. I believe we're a plus forty right now <laughs> in, in those uniforms. Um, uh, but Brandon Boston had a hell of a game against Boston, the Boston Boston game. Uh, Twenty seven points, four steals. What'd you think? I think it was terrible. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a great game. He was doing it, and it, and it wasn't just offensively. He like he was playing really well defensively. Team defense. He was mm-hmm. he, he had a couple steals. Like I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. This kid has confidence. You know, and it's yeah. weird saying he's a kid, right? Like this yeah. guy's taller than me. <laughs> <laughs> he makes more money than you. <laughs> <laughs> But he's not afraid to take a shot. He's not afraid to take it to the hole. He's not afraid to, you know, reach for a steal. And that's what I appreciate from this guy. And I was really excited for him. It's a confidence booster. And I don't know. When I saw that game, I honestly thought thought this guy was going to be a superstar. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'm I'm not like, I think every team's dream is to draft somebody, especially if you already have two stars. Like, for example, if you're the Warriors and you have Clay Thompson and Steph Curry, right? Your mm-hmm. goal, a, like a low-key goal would be, can we bring in a rookie that we don't have to pay the max right now 
the fill in to be like that third guy that we could look to. Yeah. And I believe Denver felt like Michael Porter Jr. was that guy until he got hurt this year and stuff like that. I'm still, yeah. I still think they might think he's that guy, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And the way I look at the Clippers situation is it to me, in terms of at least scoring, when we got Kawhi and we got Paul George, it was like now Lou Will doesn't have to be the guy. Now he could just be the third guy that comes off the bench and scores. And then we said, you know, it would be better than having Lou Will. Let's get a guy who can't score. And let's get a guy who can't do anything, really. And we're like, oh, yeah, that, that, that sounds right. <laughs> you know what? Take, take two of our second-round picks, too. And, and, and then it, I, I really did feel like it hurt us at certain points in the playoffs. It hurt us. Uh, but, you know, yeah. not to – if I'm going to look at the silver lining, it did allow us to be a lot more reliant on Luke Kennard and Terrence Mann. I'm not saying – they wouldn't have gone their minutes because maybe they would have earned them in certain in a different way. But it feels really good that now I don't have to be like, you know what, who's better than Luke Kennard? Lou Williams is. So why don't we just play Lou Will, right? Now it's like, no, Luke, you have to shoot the ball. We want you to shoot the ball. We need you to shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. Brandon Boston kind of brings that that feeling. And I, I know it was kind of a joke, but remember when I asked you, I'm like, not necessarily a clutch basket, but if you if someone was shooting the ball, who would you feel more confident that was going in? Was it Luke Kennard or is it Brandon Boston? <laughs> in that game, it was Brandon Boston. <laughs> like when he, I don't know why he got it like ten feet behind the the three point line. It's the end of the second half. His back is turned to the basket, yeah. and my first thought was he's going to turn around and shoot that basket, and it might go in, <laughs> and he did it. <laughs> and I was like, I I there's not. I kind of watch basketball like a robot sometimes. I just like, all right, you know, yeah, it's good that we're we're doing well, but, you know, still two quarters left. I don't want to get my hopes up. But when I was watching that game, I legit got like, I got loud. I was clapping. It was second quarter basketball. And I'm like, this is the greatest thing I've ever watched in my life. (laughs) (laughs) And... And it, it, it's, it's, I don't know why, like, everyone's like, oh, wouldn't be cool against the Lakers. No, no, it was really cool that it was Boston. We were playing Boston, and Boston had the Boston game against Boston. And <laughs> it allowed for a lot of memes, and Clippers Twitter was going nuts. And it was just yeah. a beautiful, beautiful thing to watch. And now we kind of had that feeling, right? I don't know about you, but I have that, like, Let's see how this plays out because he's only 19. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to happen this year, but if mm-hmm. this guy could be the third guy to Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah, exactly. That's what like, I was thinking. <laughs> like, he doesn't need to play rock star defense, but at least he doesn't look lost out there, right? Mm-hmm. He, exactly. so there, was, there was moments at the beginning of this year that we were kind of, and watching the summer league and stuff that you're worried that he's going to shoot some bad shots. He's going to be – he's not going to be in the right position on defense. And there's still moments where you see that, but it doesn't seem like that's 80% of his game anymore. Now it's like 80 to 90% he's going to do the right thing. And then the 10% he's going to be a little lost. And that's probably why he went off against Boston, but he also didn't play the final five to six minutes of the game. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they're like, let's put the veterans out there to win us the game. Although Brandon Boston was the MVP. You know what I mean? Like, so I yeah. do feel like there's still a little bit of that. Like he's young, he's a rookie. Uh, let's, let's not put him in a position where, He's going to shoot a bad shot with a minute to go. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I know I went on for a while on this. But, yeah, it was it was great to watch. And if he could eventually maybe even become that third guy, at least of this year, become a, a solid rotation piece. If we could mm-hmm. have two shooters in him and Kennard coming off the bench, I think that's a that's a great thing to have. This two-year contract, does it come into play next year? Or is it this year? This I, believe, I believe it's this year and next year and then. He, there's probably some kind of rookie extension of some sort. He's a second okay. round player, so I don't know. <laughs> it's funny because uh, when he got signed, uh, I think House of Highlights posted it. <laughs> someone, uh, someone, one of the best <laughs> comments I read was a uh, uh, Rich Paul can get a homeless guy <laughs> a minimum, <laughs> veteran minimum. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think yeah, because I, I, if I if I'm not mistaken, and correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, he was one of one of the higher paid second round picks of this generation. Mm-hmm. Like the get a, a get that contract out of call out of the draft. 
Mm-hmm. I, I don't I think it was something that was unprecedented or something like that. I don't yeah, even know if yeah. I use that word right. That's why I had so much coverage, you know. That's why, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why you saw on social media. I, I just but... wish Rich, I just wish Rich Paul wasn't in Clippers uh, <laughs> uh, uh Clippers news. Well, he's in uh, New Balance now, so he's with, <laughs> he's with Kawhi. Like like there was a like there was that story uh that like Brandon Boston checked his phone at halftime and like Rich mm-hmm. Paul was telling him to keep doing his thing and I'm like, dude, don't 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 be look don't be listening to rich paul i have time <laughs> i bet you that just drives tyloo nuts he's like, like i bet you I bet, I bet you tyloo's just eye rolling in the, in the locker rooms he, he's he's doing that thing where it's like his, his hand his arms are crossed and he's just staring at brandon boston to get off his phone <laughs> so, he can, so he can start the team uh the team discussion or it's like uh since he's pretty young you know it's like high school right <laughs> yeah you can't have your cell phone yeah and like, teacher comes up behind you uh He's that behind my desk. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Boston had to turn his phone in and he got to pick it up at the end of the game. Exactly. <laughs> He's still young, man. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Brandon Boston had a fantastic game. Played both played well on both sides. Defense, offense. What is he averaging now in those games that he started? Well, not started, but played. I mean, his highest so, was 13 points, and then... He got 13 again, I believe, or something like yeah. that. And then he got to 27. And then he played a little bit against... He, he, he didn't shoot that well at the beginning of the Magic game. I think he went 0 for 6 or something like that. And then I believe he went 3 out of his next 5, and he ended up with, like, 11 points or something. I yeah. could be wrong about that. I think um, you're right. Um. Like if if you want the numbers, listen to another podcast. I guess. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 let me let me check that box score. But yeah, I believe it was eleven points. So he, he had seven he's, points. He's probably averaging. Uh, he had seven points. Yeah, yeah. I don't know where I got eleven. When I said three for five, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, I don't know how that adds up to eleven, but I'm just gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> this season he's averaging 12 minutes per game 6.3 points 42.9 percent from the field 42.9 percent from three-point land 0.4 assists 0.7 steals 0.2 blocks and 1.2 rebound i mean 1.4 rebounds so those are pretty solid yeah, numbers for someone who hasn't played all season except for like this last month or so mm-hmm. no i agree um which is it's exciting you know so the future is bright for this guy um but one thing i also want to talk about was luke Kennard. uh i mean we keep on giving this guy praises because he's been playing really well but man this this last stretch of games he's been fantastic he's been a knockdown shooter on from the three-point line he I don't understand why people leave him open. <laughs> it's it's weird because you know what I think is low key something that's underrated about Luke Kennard is a lot of people want him to shoot and he should, right? But something that I feel like is very underrated is he it doesn't look like sometimes he's forcing it. There's moments sometimes where someone kind of uh closes in on him and he's like all right i'm not gonna take that shot i'm gonna pass it around and i think i'll get it back yeah i'm gonna, I'm gonna keep moving kind of reminds me of jj reddick right mm-hmm. jj reddick will pass it off and he's like I, i'm confident i'll get it back on this play and then all of a sudden uh chris ball throws it 35 miles per hour at dj and dj drops it <laughs> <laughs> that, that was basically love city basketball in a nutshell <laughs> Uh, <laughs> cue the cb3 yelling at dj and put it up <laughs> <laughs> right? yeah he's like oh what are you what are you doing out there <laughs> like, uh so this this time around we don't have a point guard who's throwing it 100 miles per hour at a at a center we just have people throwing it at a uh zubak shins <laughs> <laughs> And like I always feel like someone throws that Zubak shins and bounces off his shin, goes out of bounds, and then Zubak does the my bad thing, <laughs> like, like, like it's on him. <laughs> it's like, oh, I should I should have got that my bad. People need to remember like bad passes can it can affect the shots. <laughs> right. yeah. Be aware of that. <laughs> and, I, and I even felt like um, there was a moment when Brandon Boston was going to pass it to Zubak, and then Zubak asked, he's like, hey, no, you got to throw it a little higher. And Brandon's like, okay, I got you next time. 
but I feel like Zubak doesn't do that to anybody else on the team. Like he's like, I can, I can tell Brandon, but I can't tell everybody else that, Hey, you, when you throw it to my shins, I'm not going to catch it. Maybe Tyler needs to put a box for suggestions. <laughs> right. So you like, can put it in there. And honestly, <laughs> it says, uh, uh, it says a uh, throw to my chest. It, it's like five. Ins- it's like five suggestions in there, and, and lose like reading like throw to my chest. And then like everyone's like, I don't know who this is. Who who keeps putting this in there? <laughs> like, and then everyone's like, I didn't put it in there. And then like nobody raises their hand. And then it's like, oh, it's probably somebody who's on like who's someone who's like DMPing or someone who's in the G. It's like, oh, it's probably G Scrub. I feel like Zoo doesn't understand suggestion box, so he'll put his name on there. <laughs> He's like, yours truly, Zubak. <laughs> He's like, he, he puts Zoo with, like, extra U's. He's like, hey, please. He's like, please throw it to my chest. <laughs> please, please throw it high so I can grab it. Um, do, you, do you think Brandon Boston's going to – solidify himself in this rotation moving forward whenever when everybody's healthy i think so even if he's a, like the last guy off the bench because i think because like they run on average eight to nine players a game hmm. so like do you think like he's he's inserted himself in there as like a solidified rotation guy or do you think it's he's going to get maybe five minutes at the at the ninth spot maybe 10th if someone's in foul trouble do you think he – because I, I, I'm just saying, like, when Paul George and Batum are fill, fully healthy, do you think Brandon Boston's still going to get time on the court? I think so, because I think Ty Lue would like to see what that looks like with them in the lineup. I, I, I mean, have That's a, a lot of spacing. I have a take. I consider our primary starters as Paul George, Zoo, and Morris, and mm. I guess Reggie Jackson. I when guess I, <laughs> <laughs> like he is a starter, but I, I kind of feel like if one day Lou was like, we're going to start Eric Bledsoe instead, I'd be like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't, I wouldn't think anything of it. Um, When Terrence Mann has played with these guys, when Luke Kennard's played with these guys, and when Brandon Boston came off the bench in the Portland game and played with these guys, everyone plays a notch better than their bench stats are. And I think if we could get to the point where these guys are all playing and then we do bring in Brandon Boston to play with some of these starters, I'm not saying the first person off the bench, but maybe the second guy off the bench. I I, I do think it makes it where he's going to play a lot better and he does space the court. And I do mm-hmm. think there's enough veterans on that team to help him make up for some of his defensive lapses. I, I, yeah. he's, he's, a solid, he's a solid defender, but, you know, he's still not – the strongest player and i still don't know if he knows all the schemes and stuff like that yet so mm-hmm. but yeah I, i'm no, excited I... for the brandon boston era <laughs> <laughs> so, and, and and keon's been playing decent basketball in in the ac clippers and so is jay scrub i i just don't know unless there's a lot of moving on the roster next season where i i, I just don't know it might even get to the point where we keep re-signing jay scrub to continue being our two-way guy you know, just moving forward, mm-hmm. like, hey, we got Jay Scrub when we need him, but yeah, I don't know because. What about Amir Coffee? Amir Coffee has done a great job stepping up when he's had to, but is he? I I, I, I don't know. There's just this feeling of <laughs> like, for lack of better words, there's like, he's an expendable player if we ever had to make a roster adjustment. Like if next season we found a really good player and we wanted to make that person a two-way player, we could be like, all right, Mayor Coffee, thank you for your time here. We're going to make this person a two-way player. And then Jay Scrub would be the guy that is used, you know, I don't know. I don't know if any of that made sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Because I like Amir Coffee and I think he's perfect because he's been on this team for years and he could fill in whenever we need somebody. Yeah. But – like it's just to me, it's you would think with all the roster turnover that we had, that he would have been someone that we would have considered to be at the at least at the back of our rotation. Mm-hmm. And he's still just a two way player. I have a question. Yeah. Has there been an official update on Jason on Jason Preston? Yes. Yeah, I mean, so there was he was in practice this week. Mm-hmm. 
he did not have a walking boot on and he was dribbling the basketball. Now, I don't think he's going to be back anytime soon. <laughs> but, but I know he was putting up shots too, right? Yeah, so he he seems like he's on, on pace to get some AC Clipper minutes, I'm assuming. Do you think at the end of the – towards the end of the season? I, mean, uh, we'll, I don't know how serious his foot injury was. It could be like one of those things where he just, for whatever reason, doesn't play this year at all, or it could be he'll be back next week. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think he'll be getting rotation minutes unless something drastic happens. If I were to, I just don't see anybody we would take out of the rotation right now. No, I, I agree, but I don't. I wouldn't pass. I wouldn't put it past Ty Lue. <laughs> I wouldn't put it past Ty Lue, especially if let's just say, knock on wood, we had an injury in the point guard, our point guard rotation, which is basically just Reggie Jackson, Eric Bledsoe, mm-hmm. with Luke Kennard, kind of. If we did have something there, I, I wouldn't be surprised. He's like, let's just bring up Jason Preston. And he might not even play, but we have another point guard just in case. And maybe he'll play some, play some minutes, some spot minutes there and there. For some reason, I just picture Jason Jason Preston playing in boot. <laughs> just plays in the boot still. It's like really clunky and heavy up and up. Any shots though? No. I would, I would like to see... Keon gets some run at some point, but I it, at the same time, it, it there's this weird thing that it's like we spent a first round pick on Keon, but our second round pick is the one getting all the rotation minutes, and maybe it's just a confidence thing, or I don't know what it is. It's also mm-hmm. Keon was ill a lot at the beginning of the season; he got injured a few times, so maybe that's why. But and Keon's doing great, and so I, I um, um for the, but I would like to see him get some run at some point because. If we could start building to our future rotation in terms of because I believe next year we're gonna be like, oh, you remember when Keon didn't play? Well, I think now Keon's gonna start getting some serious run next year, maybe, you know. Jason mm-hmm. Preston, if he's gonna be out for the majority of this year, maybe he doesn't. But I would like to see Keon get some run too. But but I also think I don't want it to hurt Brandon Boston's chances of developing because Brandon Boston looks like he's someone certainly special. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I concur. You have any more thoughts on Brandon Boston? Steal the draft. <laughs> he is probably <laughs> still the draft, right? Yeah. I don't yeah. see anyone else. Uh, if, if, we, if, if we were an Orlando Magic-ish team, or we were, I don't know who else is bad, the Rockets or the Pelicans or something like that, we would probably be starting Brandon Boston and Keon, jo- Keon Johnson and all these players. We would probably either be starting or they would be the first people off the bench. Like the fact that these players get to develop on a winning team as well with a great coach and a great development program. I just think it's even more special. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if I just, I, I kind of want Keon to get Keon and Brandon to get to the point where they're proving that they deserve that roster spot and whoever's in that roster spot ahead of them, maybe is tradable. I want, I want these players to get to the point where they're trying to prove to the front office that we're the ones who deserve these roster spots. So you now need, you now need to make room for us. Yeah. And that's not this year, but maybe next year that's the case. Mm -hmm. But it's no, not Luke Kennard. Luke, Luke Kennard's untouchable. I'm just, I'm just saying, like, I the the best basketball player to ever come out of Ohio. Out of Ohio no, I don't. You don't move that guy. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you though. I used to say Terrence Mann's a little bit. Uh, uh, I think this year he's untouchable. You don't trade Terrence Mann this year. But next year, if he continues not to make fans happy, I guess because in my opinion, he's doing fine. But yeah, I guess he's I think sure yeah. Fine. You also had another point about Terrence Mann in the starting position and how that benefits him. Do you want to? Especially because, like, the thing is, we have, we're, for whatever reason, we have, in my opinion, three legit caliber centers, but for some reason, we struggle to rebound. But when Terrence Mann's out there, he's always crashing the boards. I don't care how small he is, he's always crashing the boards. And having that player out there, 
with addition of a Paul George, Marcus Morris, Nick Batum, Zubak, these other guys who try to rebound for us, I think that all that does is help our cause. Mm-hmm. So, which we severely lack in when it comes to rebounding. Right. So, but Terrence Mann, just people need to understand that Terrence Mann had a great game against the Jazz, but he's not like a superstar player. You know, he's just there to bring energy. He's like yeah. a spark plug. Yeah, and and to be honest, and well, you know, he he's officially the owner of the Utah Jazz, which is great. For him. <laughs> but we are, but yeah, you know, he's just someone who gets a lot of hustle plays. He he feels like he's getting a little bit more confident with his shot, but at the same time, yeah. he still hesitates. He see like the 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 corner Terrence Man three, in my opinion, is the most is the i the most iconic clipper thing of all time because i feel like terrence man making a corner three is always at the right moment of every game mm-hmm. and if we're gonna have like a little poster in our new arena of like different clipper moments a terrence man corner three has to be on there and <laughs> probably in my opinion it has to be the one where uh in the utah game where he they take the lead, I think, right? With his corner three. Did they take yeah. the lead or tie the game? I believe they took the lead. I think they took the lead. That's the one that needs to be like it just needs to be him in the corner. And then right next to it's him just, you know, owning the jazz. Uh, I like him, signing, my camera. Him, signing, him signing the papers that he's now officially the Utah jazz owner. I like tilt my camera. I'm like, you mean this? <laughs> it's like a poster. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a giant fat head poster. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> If I could get one, I would. <laughs> I would too. I, I believe. I think if I ever had my own office, it would just be wallpaper of just all the Clipper moments of all time, and it's just basically four different Terrence Mann moments. <laughs> and that's why he goes down as the best Clipper of all time. Like a lot of people are, like, oh no, it's this player, this player. Like every serious iconic Clippers moment has a it's, it's it involves Terrence Mann. <laughs> I just so, feel like your wife's gonna be really upset and she's gonna expect like you to get like purchase the next thing you purchase is probably like a like a car bed. <laughs> car bed. <laughs> it's a clippers car bed. <laughs> it's by Microsoft. <laughs> but yeah, Terrence Mann had a great game against Magic. Um, let's not forget that. He had yeah, a he almost got a double, he almost got a double double. He almost got two double doubles this week. And um, if Terrence Mann, I know he's an avid listener for this podcast, but um, when you do a fadeaway, please do not go. <laughs> basically, he goes parallel. He yeah. goes completely perpendicular to. <laughs> I don't know if he learned that because he's. I think he's only six five, and he like sometimes he's out there playing center. I feel like <laughs> so maybe. <laughs> and keep in mind, he's always dribbling into like the center. Like he's like, hey, hey, guy with seven ten wingspan, I'm gonna shoot the ball in front of you now, and. I think that's why he always like leans like super far. I even lean back right now. That's probably why it's not on the mic. <laughs> like he, and he always leans super far back. And it's like, eh, sometimes it goes in. So, uh, yeah. But I think he needed that game. I think that's just a confidence booster for him. Um, I think the whole team needed this week, and especially going into next week. Not like I think next week, like even if we if we could if we could beat the Suns or the Jazz, if we go one and one in those games, I'll take it. Chef's kiss, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, any more thoughts? Um, let's beat the Suns. <laughs> <laughs> let's beat the Jazz too. I want like, I w- I kind of wish it was uh in Utah because then they would probably have to do a Terrence Man tribute video. There. <laughs> 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 Like right after the first, uh, like people would be doing the Pledge of Allegiance. Like, hey, wasn't there supposed to be a Terrence Man trivia video? <laughs> <laughs> and then it plays after halftime, and then you just see uh, Terrence Man kind of teary eyed, putting the heart up. They <laughs> <laughs> like give him T Man bobbleheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everyone um, crushed your dreams. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good time. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. All right. Uh, you can follow our podcast anywhere you follow your podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or those other weird ones. I don't. I I, I want to meet someone who watches a podcast on one of those weird podcast things. Like I don't know, like because if you have an iPhone, you get a podcast app. If you have Spotify, 
you have podcasts there. I, I'm intrigued by the people who are like, no, nah, I listen to my podcast thing on podcast.com or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Amazon. Amazon. <laughs> this is my first real conversation of the day. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, that's the thing. I want people to understand, like, get like talking to people when you haven't talked all day. Like, you, you've been up for a while and you haven't talked to anybody yet. And then you have to talk. It's extremely hard. So, yeah. Yeah. My my boss is like that, and the first thing in the morning he wants to talk to me about something. Like, just send me an email, man. But yeah, you're gonna say you're gonna say about people listening to podcasts on different podcast things. Yeah, never mind. I don't want to say I'm on <laughs> Amazon again. <laughs> All right. You can follow us on Instagram or Twitter at Ellie Clips Forum, and yeah, that's it. Peace. We don't have a good sign out. I just noticed we say like uh, we need to come up with one. Uh, if somebody has one for oh, by the way, if you uh if you would like to go to Trent Takes On, we oh. were we were on one of his podcasts this week. And mm-hmm. if even if you don't listen to ours, listen to his other ones. His other ones are really good too. Mm-hmm. But we talked about the behind the scenes, the heart and soul, the nuts and bolts about our podcast on there. So yeah, go check out Trent Takes On. He's also on all these other podcast things, including the weird ones. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we need a sign off one. I don't, I don't know how to do a sign off. Uh, yeah, we, we need we need maybe our fans could help us come up with like a cool sign off. Like because I, I know we're uh we're a Clippers podcast for fans by fans, but I feel like that's something we should say at the beginning every time, but we forget. <laughs> <laughs> but if there's a if there's a sign off that we could do. Someone come up with a cool sign off for us and we'll we'll implement it and give you credit for it. I was just thinking like a video of us just like leaving our like leaving our house, like get our coats, get our hat. Like <laughs> Ima- <out>. Imagine <laughs> you're listening to the podcast. It's like, have you ever been on uh like iTunes iTunes or something and you accidentally click the music video instead of the song? Yeah. <laughs> and then the music video starts playing on your computer and you weren't ready for it. Like people are listening to our podcast and all of a sudden it stops and a video shows us just leaving our <laughs> leaving with our coats on and they're putting our beanies on. <laughs> We're on the bus right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're out. <laughs> Later guys. <laughs>